Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and today I'm joined by the other co-host, Whitney Nelson, and we have a returning guest, Fermin Martinez, author of the book Oni, and creative mind behind all of the stuff you'll find at nomidia.net. How's everyone doing today? Doing good. Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. Uh, this is a video game podcast, if you happen to be a new listener, and for once, there's a lot to talk about in video games, but re- recently there was the Video Game Awards, and I know a bunch of us have watched that, and we'll be discussing the things that were announced there, but before we get to that, let's talk about the games we've been playing lately. Uh, we haven't heard from you, Fermin, so let's hear what you've been playing these days. Well, uh, a week or two ago, Red Dead Online uh, was released, and um, I was a fan of the original Red Dead Online, and I was a regular player of uh, GTA Online, so I've I've dived in headfirst to Red Dead Online, and I've got an embarrassing amount of hours already logged into it. <laughs> nice. What's your favorite aspect of it? I actually you have know, no familiarity with it. I've been playing this with uh, a lot of my friends. Um, everybody got Red Dead. Everybody's been playing Red Dead. So a lot of my friends, especially friends that I don't play a lot of games with because we don't have a lot in common game-wise, um, I've been finding myself in like five, ten, seven, ten player like parties. Like everybody, like all my friends, you know, it's, 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 it's fun playing with friends. If you play solo, there's still some potential there, but... There is a drastic fall off on uh, activities when you're alone. It's it's a really good, it's a really good uh, game to play with friends. Yeah. Nice, very cool. And Whitney, what have you been playing? I know listeners, we haven't heard from you. We had an episode where you were on, but we lost the audio, and it was just <laughs> a nightmare. But at least you're here for this one. And fingers crossed, we don't have any technical difficulties. Well, I actually, since the last time that I was on that nobody heard, I've actually played a, quite a bit of video games. I managed to squeeze quite a bit in. So I finished episode two of Life is Strange, which was uh, very different from episode one. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm so <laughs> glad you're making progress in that game. It's such a yeah. fanboy. This is great. Um, this, like, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me without going too far into it, because I still have a lot of game to play with that game, but, uh, for episode two, like, all of the choices were very clear to me in the first episode. Like, everything was, everything you did had meaning in episode two. Like, the weight of it was much more serious. And I, I, multiple times with choices, I would, like, make a choice and then rewind time because I didn't like making that choice and then I would make another choice. But I didn't like making that choice either. So I would, like, rewind again to figure out what I was going to do. But, like, most choice-based games don't have that where... Usually it's pretty clear whether it's a gut thing or whether you just know how stories are told thing, which choice to make, especially once you can kind of see how both play out. Yes. This one, I had multiple choices in front of me and I didn't know which one was the right choice to make multiple times. And I think that's probably the most incredible thing that this game has done so far for me is the like, it's very... The the choices are very heavy and none of them are good and that's <laughs> exactly. I, I think that's that's what gives this game so much weight and why people are so into it is because like it's very real life in that way. Oh, totally. You you have the ability to rewind time. You're like, oh fuck, I chose the wrong option. Let me pick the better one, and the the better option isn't any better. And you're like, it's fuck. not better. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, oh man, I am so excited to hear the rest of your thoughts once you make more progress in that game, because yeah, talk about heavy uh, decision making, it's going to get that much worse, but good luck. (laughs) Thank you. 
Um, but yeah, and as for me, I'm still struggling with Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm still stuck on Roxas. I actually took a decent break from video games. I'm just like, oh, let, let me just like do some something else with my time. So I'm playing guitar and stuff, and we just got our Christmas tree. So it's my first Christmas tree at my new home. So that's an exciting time, and we're hopefully going to be decorating that afterwards. So, And it is just that time of year. Are you guys in the Christmas mood just yet? I am not. I've been working so much <laughs> that like... Uh, it snowed a little bit the other day and that was nice. But other than that, it's been, I have not had a chance to stop and like be in the Christmas spirit. I did watch the new Netflix Christmas movie. Um, and now I'm forgetting his name. Oh shit. Um, I'm not sure I know which one it is. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Oh, where he's Santa Claus? Where he's like hot Santa. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Was it good? Uh, Was it any good? Kurt Russell was great. The, the... Main story is about the kids, and the kids are zero interesting. Um, so it follows him. It follows them a lot more than it follows him. But what you want to see is more of Kurt Russell as Hot Santa, and it, he's only <laughs> in it like I don't know, maybe a third of the movie. It's mostly about the kids, and I'm like, I don't care about these kids at all. Um, so it could be better. I they definitely set it up for a a two, and I would definitely want to see a two because Goldie Hawn plays Mrs. Claus, and you only see her in the last two seconds, but she's, like, a hot Mrs. Claus, and they are just, like, sitting around in the North Pole chatting after Christmas is done, and they set it up for two, and I want to see that much more than the first one. Okay, very cool. But Kurt Russell knocked it out of the park. He did a good job. That's neat. Yeah, how about you, Fameen? Are you feeling any Christmas spirit yet? I'm, like, struggling to this year. I feel like in previous years, like, when December hits, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm all jolly. You know, I'm the same way. I'm I'm a typical I'm pretty pro Christmas, you know. I don't I don't get upset when Christmas music starts early. I'm a big fan, but um this year the the dread of having to buy so many presents and deal <laughs> with so much uh family and friends and merriment, I, I don't have the energy, I don't think. Twenty eighteen yeah, has been be, exhausting. It can be stressful too. Yeah. It's kind of a double edged sword. Yeah. So I I'm feeling a little bit of both of it, but I'm I'm on the upswing, I feel like. I feel like once I'm decorating this Christmas tree and listening to some music, it might change my mood. But um, let's maybe, before we go into the whole video game awards conversation, I did prepare a real quick what's that sound for you guys, and I just wanted to quiz you. It's just three sounds, so let's see what you guys make of that. Let's play what's that sound. Hey everyone, Doug here. Remember how I said I hope we don't have technical difficulties? Well, I must have jinxed the episode because for this segment of What's That Sound, we lost for means audio and it's really unexplainable. So you're going to hear me and Whitney play What's That Sound without for but rest assured he will be there for the talk about the video game awards. Sorry about that, guys, and enjoy the rest of the episode. All right, so we're playing What's That Sound. Um,. No real theme here for you guys, uh, just a couple of different gameplay sound effects for you, but let's see what you make of sound number one now. Thirty seconds until minions spawn. No salvation! (laughs) 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 
don't want to get on my bad side. It's League of Legends. Oh, she knew it. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> spot on. Wow. Uh-huh. Good guess, though, for me, but well done, Whitney. You, I, I figured you might get this because you are someone who has played this game in the past, but I was thinking, uh-huh. I I'm just not sure how how iconic the sound effects were in that particularly. Well, n- none of the, I didn't recognize any of the, like, other voice cues, but when she said 30 seconds until minions spawn, I immediately was like, this is League of Legends. Okay, that's what that, I was hoping That for, hasn't changed. Of. I mean, I haven't played in, in years and years and years. Gotcha. Okay, well, no, that's that counts. So you guys have the first sound <laughs> in the bag. You need to get one more to win, but let's see if you can get the whole hat trick. But let's listen to sound to... Oh, yes, no, you're on the same team. <laughs> uh, let's listen to sound to now. So it's a it's it's a start light for a racing game. It sounds like Mario Kart's like one two three go for the lights, but it's not a Mario Kart that I've played. If it is, it might be Rocket League. Is it Rocket League? I've never played it. It is Rocket League, and that was really <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no, dude. That, I was gonna say I had a helper sound if we needed it, but that's the thing. It sounded like the deducing there. That was all really well done. It is Rocket League. I play the hell out of Rocket League, and I was thinking. I may or may not have done this in the past for What's That Sound, but I definitely never quizzed you two particularly on it, so that was good. You definitely win the game for sure, but let's see if you can get the full hat trick with sound number three. I'm wondering if Fermin's going to pull this one off, but let's see what you guys think of this. Sound number three now. Okay, well, it's good you know, because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that was fast. Oh, man. No. It, yeah, okay. I thought you were serious, and I was going to be like, oh, but for me. No. That was great. It is. Smash Brothers Ultimate, specifically, that's great. I, I got to get my hands on it. I know a lot of our listeners are already playing. Oh, man. It looks real, real good. Um, But yeah, you guys are winners. That was the hat trick. Well done. Woo-hoo! Teamwork. That's how we play What's That Sound? All right, so that was a quick little aside. That was fun. Um, Let's maybe talk about the Video Game Awards now. I know, for me, you said you watched a lot of them. Is there anywhere you want to start particularly? Because there is quite a number of topics here that at least I have. Yeah, I have um, somewhere I'd like to start. Uh, At the very beginning of the show, so it was a good show, and there were a lot of really interesting things about it, but something that got me really excited and then a little bit disappointed was um, in the very beginning, they brought out Sean Layden and Phil Spencer and Reggie Phil the May. Like, they all yep. came out in the beginning, 
And then they all came out and they started talking about like how the gaming community needs to be unified and we're all, you know, doing this together and all these, all this, all these good positive words about unification. I thought they were about to announce cross-platform play. I don't know if anybody else got that impression, but I, I absolutely got that impression. Yeah, I could understand mistaking that, but also there's a little bit of that going on with a few certain titles. Like I know Rocket League has it to some degree, uh, isn't it PUBG or some other one does too? I, I mm-hmm. honestly don't know specifics, but I don't know. Someday, but I think it's just a little too hopeful yeah. at the current climate of It just bringing them all out really, really made it seem like it, it looked like it was going to be a big announcement, but it was, alas, just, you know, a typical introduction, I guess. It was still nice yeah. to see. I think it was, yeah, them kind of flexing who's all there and... Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, the whole unity thing. Clearly, the video gaming community has a problem with being toxic in certain uh, communities. So hopefully they're trying to just be like, everyone, just play nicely. <laughs> but um, Whitney, uh, did anything stand out to you? Um, No, I didn't watch them yet. So, Oh, shucks. Okay, no worries. I thought- Yeah, so I, all of this is news to me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's uh you I have a I have in front of me, I think somewhere here a list of uh who the winners were. Yeah, yeah we could start there. Um I it was I was surprised to see who actually won cuz all this hype for Red Dead 2, you think they uh, I know they won a lot of mm-hmm. awards, but they did not win game of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed um it seemed like they had it in the bag for game of the year and then um like not that God of War didn't deserve it cuz it absolutely did. Um, but it, it felt like an upset because it was just, it seemed so obviously to go to Red Dead and then it, it didn't. Yeah. Well, it's hard when a year has so many like outstanding titles. <laughs> it really is. But the one thing about looking at the whole list of the award winners, I was thinking to myself, are you fucking serious? Seriously telling me that Spider-Man's not on this list somewhere? Is there like mm-hmm. some kind of cutoff mm-hmm. or like, were they just like very not, recognizing how impressive of a game spider-man was i don't know yeah that one stung a little bit uh the lack of spider-man you know i really think if it hadn't been for red dead spider-man would have gotten more awards i think because red dead took best art uh best uh, score best audio best narrative and then roger clark got best performance you know and then i mean while I think Spider-Man definitely deserved a nomination for Game of the Year, I think Game of the Year would have, it really came down to Red Dead or God of War, depending on, you know, which one you liked more. And so Spider-Man, which was my personal Game of the Year, uh, I just, you know, I just, I just thought it was, it w- we were lucky to have a year with so many good games that it's like, I can believe that Spidey managed to just sort of miss out. Yeah, I I personally I haven't really decided my game of the year just yet. I'm going to wait till the very end, but so far it might be Spider-Man cuz I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I really am looking forward to getting to that DLC. But there was some really cool like indie games announced and stuff too. Um mm-hmm. one that's uh, coming out for Switch is called Sayonara Wild Hearts. Did you see that trailer? No, no, it's, I must have okay. missed that. That one it's it's strange. It's very like I, how do I want to put it? Um, it seems like, or like almost like samurai esque, but like you're this character that has a bow and arrow and a falcon. Or oh man, no, I'm, oh, I'm totally yes, no, yes, I'm I'm mixing that. them up. Okay, oh, wait, no, wait, are I'm you confusing? I'm, I'm remembering yes, the the, the, one, the bow the, and falcon. Yeah, 
Uh, that's the one that's called The Pathless, and it's yes. by the creators of the game Abzu, which mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed on PS4. But no, I, Sayonara Wild Hearts is something completely different. And man, I'm doing, I'm terrible for forgetting exactly what it was, but it's like this, like, that's what it is. The neon drenched dreamscape is how they describe it, uh, for the Nintendo Switch. It looks really ridiculous. Uh, I'm not sure if you take on, like, various teams or characters, uh, to travel through, like, this, yeah, really, colorful like neon green pink and uh bright levels where all sorts of just weird shit's going on i'm not exactly sure what the gameplay is going to be like it seemed like just very much a short trailer to just kind of pique your interest so art style alone is very entertaining and i'm looking forward to seeing more about cyanar wild hearts but more or less the game i was confusing it for the pathless i think i'm 100% gonna own that game and play that through once it's available because that that's the one with the character with uh falcon and um it could be a hawk actually but uh, and a bow and bird, arrow a bird of prey yeah. and goddamn if the graphics aren't amazing there's like this crazy like I, I want to say like a volcano erupting from the sky and mm-hmm. you're like going there to investigate it's very trippy psychedelic and colorful beautiful i'm 100 percent looking forward to the pathless yeah yeah that did look really did cool. you did you guys see the trailer for the last campfire no that one i missed is that the oh, uh the new gorgeous. hello games yes 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 yes, yes it's yes. from the from the no man's sky people and it, mm-hmm. they're calling it a short mm-hmm. so i don't know what that means in in terms of a game um there's uh, but the the art is incredible, and the like music that played behind it was gorgeous, and just everything about it. it, it was, again, you couldn't tell too much about what the gameplay is like. It looks like a, a puzzle game. It looks yeah. like puzzle solving, but it is beautiful. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it now, and you're not overselling it. It looks great. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so happy that Hello Games is like that they've been able to pull themselves up from that launch. You know, No Man's Sky has already gotten you know. A lot of good press since they've stuck with the with you know the game and everything in community, and it's cool to see a new project coming from the guys. I'm I'm excited for where Hello Games goes. Definitely, yeah. No, that one's to keep our eyes on. Um, let's see. There was another one that it, it was such a brief trailer that I have no idea what to expect at all. But it's a game called Among Trees. Did you see this? It's the yeah. colorful survival sandbox. Um. Mm-hmm. It just, all the trailer really was, was just, let's talk about beautiful environments. It was just a forest environment, and you see, like, fish jumping in the river, and I don't know, it, just the color palettes here, uh, very, I'm sure on, like, a 4K TV, it's gonna look absolutely excellent, so this is another one that, it just, it's an artsy debut, but you'd have no idea what the game's gonna be about at all. I'm just like, to me, it seems like, are you just gonna be walking through that forest? Are you gonna, there's an owl in the one scene? Like, are you gonna be the owl? I have no idea. So, it's just not enough information for that one just yet. And they even say in the trailer, it's like, this is pre-alpha, like, uh, just like a work in progress. We don't really have much more than this. Yeah, I appreciate when they let you know that this is super early on and it's not like all of this could change and the art is gorgeous but I also hate when they do that because like I want to my favorite trailers are like gameplay trailers so you know what you can expect I don't anyone can make a beautiful cutscene because that's basically just making a movie I care much more about what the gameplay is actually going to look like and how this aesthetic is going to carry over because there's so many games where like the actual playing the game looks nothing like the cutscenes at all (laughs) so totally Right back to No Man's Sky. 
what <laughs> yeah showing me what you're working on pre-alpha and all of this may change is fine but like was all of that cutscene is any of that gameplay the, the scene that you're talking about where they're walking through the woods did look like gameplay and is gorgeous but i i i hate when they i know you want to get people excited but it's too early to be getting people excited for stuff like that in my opinion I agree. I think it's them just being like, oh, what can we get people razzled with? So, and it definitely, it's got people talking about it, but yeah, I think it is a little too early for this. You're absolutely right. Um, But speaking of one that is a trailer that actually includes gameplay and you can see what it's all about, looks absolutely great. It's a game called Hades. Did you guys see this one? It's actually Super Giant's yeah. next title. The people who've brought us Bastion and Transistor. Uh, similar art style as those games, very like polished. Um, but the gameplay looks ridiculous. It almost it's like an isometric top down view, uh, like reminiscent of like old Diablo games. I mean, all, I think Transistor. I haven't really played Bastion, but I know Transistor was kind of similar in that regard. Um, but yeah, the Bastion, gameplay looks Bastion ridiculous. had the same sort of like same sort of format. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. So they they're just mastering their craft, and this game looks yeah. And it's funny; it's called Halo or Hades, and I'm like comparing it to Diablo. It does kind of look like a Diablo esque <laughs> game. So, but in their style. So I'm very much interested in that. And speaking of Diablo, I heard in the news not too long ago that Diablo Two is getting a remaster, and that'll be available. If I'm not mistaken, on consoles and Switch and stuff. So I that's exactly everything I wanted. Instead of Diablo 3, I'd just much rather play an updated Diablo 2. And they're adding stuff to it. It looks, from what I've seen, it looks amazing. So I'm really looking forward to that. Were you guys into Diablo growing up or not really? Yeah, yeah. no, I played a lot of Diablo when I was like 19, yep. I think. Uh, I played a ton of Diablo. I haven't even touched it since. Um so I I'm not I'm not hip to any of the changes that have happened since I was 19, but I played a lot of it for a while there. I nice. played a lot of Diablo. I played a lot of Diablo two. I also played a lot of the Diablo three when it came out, and it definitely didn't have the same um, heart as uh, the original Diablo two, but it was serviceable. But yeah, Diablo two is about right now the pinnacle of the series. So I'm excited yeah. to see the return. I'm glad to hear you say that because I I, I felt the same way. And I, there are people that are diehard Diablo 3 and would disagree, but it just something about 2 was just like, God damn, it's so classic. So yeah, having that revitalized will be great. Speaking of remasters, uh, Crash Team Racing. We all knew it was going to happen, but it's been announced. And oh man, I'm very excited for that. It's actually got like another a name. What's it called? Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. That's coming to mm -hmm. us June 21st in 2019, and it'll only be $40. So I think that's a fair price, and I am a big fan of the original Crash Team Racing, so I, I'm, I don't know. Right up my alley. Super excited. I'm not much of a fan of card games. Uh, so, I mean, I saw that announcement, and I, I have fond memories of Crash uh, from his uh, main series games, but I mean, even I, I, I might never get back on the show again. I've not even Mario Kart is not really a big. Uh, <laughs> I'm not big into kart racing, man. So, but but oh, I'm, you're I'm, banned. No, yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know, I know. Shun, shun. No, it's cool. No, you're totally allowed to have your taste in games. Like I know, I'm not even a big FPS guy. I miss out on a lot of things that our listeners probably love. So mm -hmm. don't worry about that. But uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember seeing this part of the show, but uh, Crash himself came out to reveal this upgrade. Uh, so that's pretty funny that the character yeah. like Crash was on stage. I think he gave out a trophy too. 
Yeah, something something to Jeff. I don't really yeah. know. I guess it was um no, I don't know. I don't know what it was for. It's a really big trophy, and it came out on the uh, like a big explosive box, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, and then another game that caught my eye. I'm not sure if I'm going to play this, but I definitely think it's interesting enough to talk about. But this game called Ancestors: The Humankind yeah. Odyssey. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm playing game or no game, even as I just uh, <laughs> like pitched the title of that game. Mm-hmm. But it's real, and it's coming to us in 2019 sometime. What are your thoughts on this? Did you? Uh, and for let's explain it to Whitney because she probably has not heard of this. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so from what I understood. It's um who who's it by who's the guy that came oh shit out? let me pull that up yeah actually. it was that it was is... it was a legend it was like a veteran he was coming back oh the Assassin's Creed guys right the yes. ori- the original Assassin's Creed guy they came out and he was talking in like you know big uh, grand terms but basically what it boiled down to it seemed like you play um like a scientifically accurate cave man and or or I guess like a proto human like neanderthal or cro magnon some kind of fur you're, you're like you look like a monkey yeah and, exactly and you're going through like there are big snakes big predators you carry it seems like and it seems like it goes through time periods so you just start off as a scare you know like a weak monkey and then later on it shows you with like a pack of other and at one point you're carrying a baby on your back and then you're using yep. tools and and the way he pitched it made it seem like you're, you play through human evolution to some huh. extent, and um, to exactly what extent? Because he said the story takes place 10 million years in the past, or 8 million years, and then the trailer was showing, like, a scaling time, like the time was ticking several million yes. years at a time, so, you know. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's very ambitious and strange. Uh, I think it's super cool that they're even trying to accomplish this. Yeah. It, it, like you said, it spans the uh, spans about 10 million years of history, mm-hmm. and I'm curious to see if, like, if it's accurate, if like h- how much of the game you can exploit to be like get to like today's modern age and like what what you can do at that point or like what if there's any like uh, kind of message they're trying to give us, I'm not really sure. It'll be an interesting experience. My interest spiked when I saw when I saw them holding weapons like sticks for the first time because yeah, the discovery and use of tools is such um I mean it's it's a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a it's a pinnacle moment. I mean obviously in human history, so. If the game has you going from before tools to after tools, that could be a very significant and powerful gaming moment to play through if that's, the, you know, the case. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I guess we can just talk about a couple more of the winners here. I'm trying to see if anything stands out to me. Best fighting game, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. That's yeah. a unique choice. I, I'm surprised maybe was Soul Calibur, was that an upset? I I'm heard, not really no, sure. No, you know, I, from what I understood, I mean, I didn't play it, but I, I'm a big fan of fighting games, so I just, I've been keeping my ear to the ground, and, and people have been loving Dragon Ball. Like, even non-Dragon Ball fans have been saying it's a, it's like, at its core, Dragon Ball or not, a very solid fighting engine. So people, that's awesome. Yeah, so people have been really liking it, and um, when I heard it won, I was I was happy to hear it, and I also wasn't surprised. Very cool. A few Bren would be happy about uh, best role playing game went to Monster Hunter World, mm-hmm. and uh, best strategy game went to Into the Breach, which I know he likes both of those. Uh, best independent game was Celeste. Best mobile game Florence. I know Whitney brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fortnite won a bunch. Red Dead Redemption Two won everything else, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that was a pretty cool Can I talk uh, about awards. Something? I wanna, yeah, I wanna. Uh, speaking of the awards that Red Dead won, one that stood out to me was uh, best performance that went to Roger Clark 
for his uh, role as the lead in Arthur Morgan. And yeah. um, in Spider-Man and God of War, a lot of the games this past year I've, I, that I've played, I've seen the graphics have evolved and the, the budget has evolved to the point where I'm, I, I am focusing on, on the acting more than just like, you know, like what it looks like. The graphics have gone to the point where I can, you know, I'm believing the acting, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, um, so, thing, so not only did I feel that Roger Clark hands down definitely deserved it and, and won a, he put in a standout performance in Red Dead, but, um, the award was given to him by Christoph Waltz, who, um, is an amazing actor, a legendary actor. Mm-hmm. He was in Django mm-hmm. Unchained and in Inglorious Bastards. And, um, just something about this award show that I noticed when, when Roger Clark got the award is that it felt so much more legitimate and real than it had in, in past years. It felt less amateur, it felt less sophomore, you know, it felt more senior. Like they've been like the legitimacy of the game awards has grown and, and in the awards they gave out and the way that, um, the audience and the industry was responding to it, it felt very, um, it felt very good, felt very real, very solid. Awesome. Yeah. And that sounds like an overall improvement. So hopefully it continues with that trend. Um, another one that stood out to me, last one that I really want to mention, cause that's another one Bren has brought to the show, uh, return of the Oberdin. I know that one's getting a lot of hype that one best art direction. So congrats to them. Congrats to anyone who won, uh, no congrats for Spider-Man, but in our hearts, it's our game of the year. Um, but that'll probably do it for this episode. We can wrap this one up and uh, plug our things. Where can our listeners find your book for me and uh, any of your creative writing and artwork? Uh, you can find my book, Oni. Uh, it's on sale now uh, at nomidia.net. And um, for the holidays, we're, we're sending out bookmarks with each copy. These hand-painted bookmarks very cool. But if I could plug anything, it would be go to my Instagram. And right now I'm running a story on this cult that I investigated for a couple years. They were um, this mysterious cult in California that um, their leader was assassinated and then they vanished. So I did a little bit of investigative uh, digging into them, found their story and put it out on my Instagram. So check me out at uh, FMEA. Yeah, I've been following some of that. That shit's really interesting. So yeah, I definitely recommend our listeners go head that way. Uh how about you, Whitney? You have a podcast? I do have a podcast. It's called Historical Hotties, and we talk about the dead people we're most interested in shagging. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome show. <laughs> yes, it really is. We take different categories of historical figure, and we debate which ones are the hottest in that category. And uh, we are at Historically Hot on all social media, and we're historicallyhot.com if you want to find us and check us out. And you can just search Historical Hotties uh, any anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, the most recent one that we did was Figure Skaters, and that one went a little off the rails. Um, <laughs> Love when that happens, though. We got, we got a little loopy and weird in that one, and I ended it by singing Phil Collins over the, the Lindsay, like, <laughs> wrapping up with the listeners. And I am not a singer, so that's that's how you know that it went off the rails. So, yeah, come check us out. Definitely. And listeners, if you like our show, give us a like, follow up, uh, I can't speak, subscribe. Uh, we're all over the place on social media at ABT Silence. Uh, it is still in December, so you can look forward to another bonus episode this Friday. That will be best of game or no game. And 
man, I was wondering, like, is that going to be worthwhile? And in me <laughs> doing commentary and working on this for you guys, it's been a blast. There's some really cool uh, guests you'll get to hear from again. So I definitely recommend checking out the bonus episodes. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for this week. Thanks for joining us, Fermin and Whitney. We'll be back next week. See you guys. Bye. Take care. <laughs>